What's your safe word? <laughs> no, what's your safe word? Oh, sunshine and lollipops because it's so nice outside. Oh. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word. I'm Ant. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today... What are we doing? It's so nice outside. Can we just go play? Not during a podcast. We can't because it. this is a, a video audio experience and not an outdoor experience. Wouldn't it be fun if we could do it re- like remotely as we were like walking around? And... Are you going to be putting that together and making that work technology-wise? Um... And there's your answer. (laughs) This week, we are a little warm. It is very hot. It is summertime. It is cool time. It is cool for the summer. Was that a that's a relevant song? Do you remember that song? Hot times in the summer. Well, that's a song too. There's also uh, like Hot Girls Summer. Are Um, are you a fan of that? uh, There's also the Beach Boys. Yeah, there is also the Beach Boys. Um, anyway, we're, we're warm today. Our air conditioning is off. We actually need air conditioning. But, you know, today I wanted to just start out season two with a bang. Oh, my. What are you going to do? Explode. Ah. No, kidding. kidding. <laughs> no, I wanted to start off season two. I think we get a lot of questions about, obviously, we get a lot of questions about kinks and, and different topics and education. And that's all fun and, and well. But on social media, I don't know about you, but I always get a lot of questions about how we met or where I went to school or what I did in college or random kind of TMI sorts of tags, yeah, which I, stands for too much information. Oh my God. You I knew, knew one. An acronym? Oh my God. How about BMI? Uh, bowel movements. Ew, not, how about CBT? <laughs> Cock and ball torture. No, what? cognitive behavioral therapy. No, CBT is co- cock and ball torture. And Everyone also, knows it's, that. It's, CBT is also an, a hacking term too. What's when you name? hack into the mainframe, oh. I, I'm in. Um, what's your favorite hacking movie? Uh, I, I don't think I have one. Uh, the Net, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Oh wow! Oh, oh! <laughs> Not even like a like a Mission Impossible or is that a like, hacking movie? Mission Impossible. I mean, there's hacking involved. Any ooh ooh, ooh Ocean's Eleven because didn't they hack into the computers? They totally hacked into the, the mainframe. Yeah. Speaking of mainframes, if you want to hack into our mainframe, no. <laughs> it's like, where are you going with that My one? My firewall <laughs> is really big. No. Daddy, before we hack into the mainframe of today's topic, though, yes. what is what is your what is your tea? Everyone's favorite topic. Sorry, I'm so thrown off by that call. Let me do that one more time. No, but today, before we hack into the real mainframe, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Okay, so you you know how the gyms have been closed for three months, right? Yes. And have you? Uh, what are you trying to say? I, I I get it. I've got I've gotten you know I've gained some weight. I haven't been able to get on the elliptical. So y- you know everyone's trying to work out at home. So weights. Have you tried to order weights? Wait. You can't get them. Oh no. Right. So I ordered like at the beginning of the pandemic. I I ordered twenty pound, twenty five pound, and thirty pound weights from Amazon, mm-hmm. but they were like back ordered for months. 
So finally, I got two 25-pound dumbbells like three weeks ago. So I've been able to work out with those at home. Uh-huh. But yesterday, I it Amazon told me that it <laughs> had a shipment of weights that it left me. They left me one 30-pound weight. So you have to wait for your weights while you gain weight? So now I only have one 30-pound weight. Oh, so my God. I'm like, shit, I, I, I know I ordered them as a set. And so uh, I got the notification today that another one arrived. This one's 20 pounds. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wow. I have a 30-pound and a 20-pound weight, and I don't know what to fucking do. I Like, one arm is going to be bigger than the other now. <laughs> or do you or just you trade could, off? Yeah, you could just... Wait. It's going to be another two months. Wait. No, I got the pun several times. I tried to ignore it. You know the real <laughs> sad part is? I, I had one of those, uh, and this is not a, a sad, actual sad thing. This is just our problems that we're complaining about. Yeah. Um, but before the pandemic, literally two weeks beforehand, I was like, Ugh, I, I feel like I might need to get some weights if this gets worse. And of course, it was getting worse because we were paying attention to the news. And then I had put one of those adjustable, like, weights where you could literally go from five pounds to 50 pounds per arm in my shopping cart. And I was like, no, I should save money. I I really need to be better with money. And then the week after the pandemic, of course, it was gone. Yeah, Everything. I could have had it. I could have had it for a decent price. And now all you can find for like weight loss stuff is like five time prices on Amazon. It's It's, $100 per weight. It's crazy. So my problem is I don't know if they only sent me one of each pair Mm. or if they sent me the wrong one thinking that it was two 20s they were sending me or two 30s. And so now Mm. I don't even know how to complain about this. So I'm going to complain on the podcast and hopefully that will fix it. Well, Amazon absolutely listens to our podcast. I'm sure they would love to weigh in on the conversation. Oh my God, you can only use that pun once. um, (laughs) I'm going to need you to just hold off on all of your (laughs) imposing pounds Uh, of judgment. Anyway, I don't know what to do. Wait, how did you pay for them? They were paid months ago. With pounds? Oh my God. Anyway, speaking of BMI and weights, ooh, look, everything, oh, that kind of came back together. Today, I wanted to make the topic about just finding out more about you. Me? Yeah, today's episode is all about our daddy subscription. Oh, my because God. Because we don't, we don't, no, in this household, we don't talk about daddy issues. We, we only go for the daddy subscription. So am I allowed to say anything? It's TMI, so what? You know, you don't get to talk at all. This is just me talking for an hour. No, no, I asked our followers for some questions specifically for you. So I can't say things. See, the puppy shushes me all the time. Today, I asked our social media followers for some very specific, very dad-centric, very daddy questions, specifically for you. So I'm not part of this conversation at all. I mean, I'll ask the questions. I might chime in, but I'll, I would never an censor awful lot you. Of talking I would never censor show. you. Well, this, it's all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to weigh in now? No, I'm done. I'm done. Um. Okay. So I, I, my thoughts. I yes. Have, uh, am I allowed to talk? Yes. Okay. Go talk. I don't know. Speak. Don't, uh, yes. Speak. Stop yelling at me. Bark, bark, bark. Okay. You, you, you hit me. What do people want to know? Ow. 
So we asked social media, what are your TMI questions for daddy? So mm. if, th if this is not your, your topic, that's okay. Uh, next week will probably be some TMI about me, but we just wanted to kind of destigmatize, demystify who we are, what we do. And I mean, we're on season two of a podcast that Ho we run. Hopefully so. you know who we are by this Yeah. Time. Who are we? Who are Who we? are you? Yeah. Who am I? It's very existential. Thank you. You're welcome. So the first question comes from Azara. Oh, see, and this disclaimer, I'm terrible at reading people's names. And so I don't want to offend people, but I probably will. Uh, the first question comes from Az Azrael. Ooh, that seems like how it's supposed to be read. And it says, uh, I could use your best advice for a relatively new daddy who doesn't always feel up to par with other members of the community. I have been a dominant before, but the title daddy just feels precious to me and I want to deserve it properly. So wait, he wants to be or they want to be the daddy? Do, they do not give pronouns. I know. So they want to be the daddy? Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do I feel about what? They want to know how, how to be best be the uh, a daddy. They're new. Okay. And they don't always feel on par with other people in the community. So well, I'm not I a think, daddy, but I I, I'm going to recommend... Oh, sorry. Is this not where I can also give feedback? I don't know. I thought it was about me. Well, it is about you, but this is more of a, this isn't really a question for you. They didn't really follow the assignment, but we appreciate the question nonetheless. Um, I, my, I'm just going to chime in real quick. Just real quick. I'm not going to take up too much time. I'll be over here. Okay. Okay. Me. Great. Um, I'm going to just say, don't, don't compare yourself to other That's people. That's what I was going to say. Oh, well, why didn't you say that? Because you stopped talking. <laughs> oh, yes. So my advice Go ahead, is Daddy, get a puppy Daddy. that doesn't talk so much <laughs> so you can talk. <laughs> oh, see, no one liked that. No one liked that. No, uh, no, go ahead. What, what, what is your That's advice? That's what I was going to say. I mean, what, what I just heard out of that was you're comparing yourself to other people too much. Um, every relationship is different. So your definition of being a daddy towards whoever you're partnering with are, um, are their needs are going to be different. Uh, what they need from you is going to be different. So um, just be the best daddy you can. Be the best daddy you can be. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, every daddy's different. That, yeah. sh that should be a book, like a kid's book. Well, I mean, it's all every daddy's different based. Like, yeah. Like, a, not all daddies mindset. are as charming and don't okay. need to be fed. Okay. Like yes, me, it's all about you. Five hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Kamala, she says, not Harris, <laughs> asks, uh, what are your top three Jelly Belly flavors? Ooh, that's easy. Burnt popcorn. Ew. I love burnt popcorn. Okay. Coconut. Uh-huh. And uh, burnt marshmallow. Right? It's burnt you marshmallow. You like burnt things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I like the burnt marshmallow, the coconut, and the popcorn. I guess it's not burnt popcorn. It's just popcorn. Oh. Buttered popcorn. Okay. Mm, those are my favorite. Wow. Um, and so when Easy you, question. I like this. I don't know how <laughs> this is a daddy-centric <laughs> one, but this is about you. This yeah. is all about you. Do, can we have some? I have some jelly bellies somewhere, but some of them taste like yeah, dog food. Yeah, you have and, those that uh, nasty jelly bellies. Milk and... I'm not, I'm not falling for that today. <laughs> uh, no. So well, what about when you have... Do you like uh, peanut butter and jellies? Sandwiches? Yeah. Yes. I like it. Uh, I like peanut butter and jelly on... Um, 
uh, actually, I like peanut butter and honey and banana sandwiches. Well, when you have a bunch of peanut butter and jellies in your belly, do you do you then have a jelly belly? <laughs> Jesus, have you ever had a scene where you just smother jelly on your your stomach? No, you could but call you that, do that jelly belly, and you could just lick it off. I don't know if that would be great with all the hair that you have on your body. It'd be a really hairy jelly. <laughs> That's just not a Very good jelly. Mix. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a good <laughs> that mix. Could be a new brand that's, we make. <laughs> Although I did share this picture the other day from a barely hairy jelly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again three times. Barely hairy. Barely. Oh, almost. Barely. Very. Uh huh. Very scary jer- jel- oh, jelly. You're just adding the the na- the numbers <laughs> of words there. Okay. Uh no. I, I I what was I gonna say? Oh, I wanted to tell you about this picture that I shared on social media the other day that was. Uh, it said like I love a good PB and J, and then it showed KY jelly next to all of the other jellies, like uh, the lube, and it was like numbing jelly. Ooh, they have Crisco up there too. Gross. It's like yeah, I mean, a peanut butter and a Crisco sandwich cooking theme. So, yeah. Side note: Have you ever used Crisco? Yes, it, you have. Yeah. Did it smell? For lube? Yeah. No, it has no odor. Oh, but people use it for cooking. It makes great pie crust. Oh. Mm. I've never used Crisco. It's good. In the bedroom or out of the bedroom, actually. I've done both. At the same time? That's what makes me a good daddy. Uh, is that a dad tip? Yeah. That's ooh, a dad ooh, give, tip. Us a, give us a dad tip. Go. Use Crisco. No, another one. <laughs> you got to give me more than that. Give us a daddy tip. Um. Oh God, I can't do these things on the spot. You know how we know love that. putting you on the spot. Give us a daddy tip. I don't have any. Um, give lots of hugs. Oh, okay. I like that tip. Why is that specific to daddies? Because daddy hugs are the best. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah great. All right. Next question comes from Pup Fennec, and they ask, uh, "Are there any kinks of amps that you just aren't into?" Hmm. Of your well, actually, you've been uh, going down the road of hypnosis, and it doesn't really interest me that much. I don't. I I sure. I, I get why it's appealing to you. It's just not appealing to me. Well, why, okay. I my, find it boring. My, my turn. Well, then, oh, did you say you found it boring? <laughs> yes. Why? Just because all you're doing is just laying there and in a hypnotic state, and da da da. I like more interaction. Well, I mean, you don't have to just lay there. You could stand. You could sit. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can get hypnotized. Wow, that sounds exciting. You could, could also stand, do jumping I jacks. Could you could get on all fours. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of work. Well, okay. That's fine and fair, and you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I think is, it's great that you're, you're exploring it and you like it. It's just it's not my cup of tea. And that's fine. Yeah, I know. Because you already had your tea earlier. I know. So calm down. My the, dad tea. Yeah, calm down. Fine. Calm down. Actually, Fennec had two questions, and the second one uh, says, you mentioned your religious upbringing. What are the beliefs and feelings regarding religion now, and how does that inform or impact your relationship with sex? Ooh, that's a tough one. Wow, that's a lot to unpack. So what are your, your views of it now, religion, and how does it affect your views on sex? So I grew up in a Pentecostal Christian home that was super right-wing religious. And so I went through like a whole atheist period when I became a, a young adult, and uh, my, my father... Uh, who was divorced from my mother was atheist and very left winging. I actually don't mind religion for 
the values it tries to instill in people. I mean, I think I think uh, the core set of values are good things, right? It just I rarely see the followers follow that outside of church in front of each other, um, and so as an adult. I choose not to follow any religion, and I actually think uh, religion, the way it's gone in the U.S., in this country, has is a detriment to society uh, because it is, you have to do it our way. They, they're taking this moral high ground and trying to force everyone into their beliefs, which I don't believe is right. And um, oftentimes they're wrong and proven wrong and not believing science. And um, yeah, it's not for me. And how does that affect you in sex? In sex? um, And it doesn't have to, technically, but... I well I, I don't know that's interesting. So you know how people say you have a real, you, when you have a really good sexual experience that is a religious experience. I yes but no because I understand what they're saying but I don't understand the experience. So for me it's so you for me it's kind of like a feeling of being high when you have a really good especially BDSM and your endorphins are flowing it's kind of like being high. I think that super religious people um, are able, especially in church and gatherings and singing and that, they create an endorphin high of their own. So um, I think that that's what a religious experience means. They, you know, they get the goosebumps whenever there's the perfect choir song or like when you hear the song Hallelujah, um, people get goosebumps and... So I think with with sex, for me, that is kind of my religion in that I practice it a lot. I try to be the best I can at it, and I try to give the other person a religious experience out of it. So And you get on your knees and... Well, sometimes they do. And you take communion <laughs> in your mouth. I don't know. Does no. that make sense? I mean, I don't I, practice I understand religious. understand what you're saying. But... Um, religion for me is just a very negative connotation because it, while while it is a lovely thing that many people find belief and structure in, um, most of the time it's villainized and weaponized in such a way that that it's the judges other people. I don't like the judgment. Yeah, it's and very so judgmental. When someone says their sex is a religious experience, that's actually a turnoff in my mind because it's a it just religion's not sexy. Yeah, and and you know, there's a lots of like I've I've done. Uh, porn like Mormon boys porn which kind of er eroticizes religion and I know that Catholic uh, Catholics have this in the confession booth kind of eroticism uh, going there and the priest and the robes and um, all that so I see how it can be sexualized Um, it just it doesn't turn me on sure no same um Interesting. Yeah, and I went to Catholic school for 10 years, so not to be about me, but I'm just drawing my parallels of like, I was tormented and tortured and treated like an other person for 10 years of my childhood, which See, is a very, very like... And I like tormenting and torturing, so... And I'm all for that if I'm consenting. <laughs> yeah. But like, much like when you just poke someone out of nowhere and start tickling hey. them... Okay. Exactly. It's not It's not fun, right? Then stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Was that too deep? Well, th- this is about you. You okay. you take it so as deep as go, you want. Okay, Do you want to go deeper? 
Yeah, yeah. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna, oh, just grab on I'll up in there. Deep till you pray to why, Jesus. Why, why you look so scared, Daddy? Because <laughs> you keep t- touching me unconsensually. Pup Riku asks, am I a good boy? Yes, you're a very good boy. Wow, deep questions. <laughs> Candy Rose asks, do you ever work with a new dom or with a new sub? Like trying to... I, I work with new subs all the time because uh, subs want to learn and they come to me because <clears throat> they think I have experience and knowledge and can take them places in a safe way. Doms, yeah, I've, I've mentored some doms before, especially younger ones, especially there's skill sets involved with impact play and flogging and how to do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to teach, uh, usually at um, like... BDSM retreats and camps and that kind of stuff. You exchange skills. How often would you say you work with someone new? Um, well, it's it's kind of changed, slowed down with uh, COVID and and uh, uh, our self isolating. Um, but I I would play with a new boy like once a month. Wouldn't I don't know what's our schedule like. Are you asking me what? Yeah, because you know my schedule like? better. <laughs> No, but how do you go through that process? I think is kind of the question that they're asking. Like, what oh. what is the process of meeting someone new or talking to someone new or training someone new? Like, do you have a contract? Do you negotiate with them? Do you no, follow them on Twitter? Do you what What does that look like? No, I don't do contracts. Um, it's it's usually someone who's reached out to me. A lot of it is time and location. So if they reach out to me and they live in New York the chances of us having a one-on-one meeting i'm not going to have the time and to put into three hour time change of trying to talk and navigate those things so um i much rather have it be someone local or who's going to be in my area and then uh we just start up conversation and see what they like and see if it's going to be beneficial for both of us and um something we both enjoy um and I enjoy a lot of things, so usually it is. <laughs> what do you enjoy? Everything. No, don't don't say that. Okay, <laughs> do ne- never never. That is the one thing you do not I did say that on purpose. ever. I did that on purpose. Is what do you enjoy? Because you will end up being tied in a sleep sack, completely immobile, which does Lis- sound hot. Listening to it's a small world. Yes, over and listening over and to over. it's a small world. After all, which is not a personal experience, but it is a story I've heard uh, for literal hours. And then after that, you will have limits because, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You drive me crazy. And no one wants that. Um, No, I've forgotten the question. Oh, I asked you what you were into. Oh, what I'm into. Uh, Well, it depends on if I'm doing a dom or a sub. So um, subs, I, I like... I like them being submissive and um, willing to explore different power dynamics and bondage is usually a key factor and uh, not being too pushy about exactly what they want. Mm. Them being open to trying new things, but not being so open that I have to come up with all the ideas. Okay. So you like to meet in the middle? Yeah. Would you say you're a creative type of Tom? I think so. What is the most creative? Th- these are just my questions now. What, yeah, like, <laughs> what is the most creative scene that you've ever had? Most creative? What do you mean? Like arty? 
like like what, artsy well maybe artsy or maybe the amount of work that you put into it or maybe the thought or just like the intricacy well, I, I put a lot of thought into most scenes that I do. Um, I mean, that wasn't me reading you. I was just. No, I know. But I mean, so what I kind of need to know is space, what they're going to wear and what excites them. Sure. So once I know those key factors, then I will start to percolate in my head what I'm going to do to them when they get there. And I don't, I don't like to tell them too much in advance, so there are these surprise elements. Sure. As we go along. But is there any that stand out in your mind as far as scenes, though, like really interesting or special in some way? Um, usually a scene goes really well when I can read body language and I can tell they're really into it. Um, so I'm trying to come up. Next question comes from Jaden, who asks, what is a horrendous mistake that has happened in a kink-related setting. Well, the the one that always comes to my mind <laughs> is the time we dropped someone on their head in the booth <laughs> at IML. Oh. Well, thankfully, not your fault. <laughs> not my fault. So I wasn't the rigger, and we had this tripod. We had this tripod, and <clears throat> the rigger hung the boy upside down by his ankles and was spinning him in a circle 360 and no one really thought about it but it was literally unscrewing the eye bolt at the top of the tripod <laughs> so that and thankfully the kid's head was only six inches off the ground Thank so God. as he fell he had the good fortune of kind of ducking so he landed on his shoulder and completely fell dropped Ouch. so that could have been a very dangerous situation was that the question dangerous <laughs> i mean horrendous the most horrendous. horrendous so that was the most horrendous that's ever happened in on my watch and 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 i felt responsible for it because i had hi hired this rigger to do it and he's well known wait um, but you wouldn't you wouldn't say the one time you got attacked by a, a whole herd of herd unicorns of to be the, the most uh, horrendous i don't know well i kind you, of you enjoyed it pretty horrified I, uh, I don't know if it's horrendous or fun it was so do i tell this story well you can't just say that story <laughs> and then not tell it so last year i made the mistake of telling some friends that i don't like unicorns because everyone likes unicorns and I just don't trust them. I think they're fake. I think they are just. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you are you trying to come for the unicorn community as if as if unicorns, so the mythical beasts, will be offended? Was, I have now changed my tune. So because I'm scared, of, I'm terrified of them. But this just proves my point because they're mean. <laughs> no, the only point to prove is that they have a horn. So. Uh, yeah, which if that's why you don't trust a unicorn, because if they were giving you a blowjob, they'd poke your eye out. If they Think were giving, if they were giving you a blowjob, and you look down, their horn, there would which is arguably a, a few feet from your face, would poke your eye, eye out? out. Yes. Have you tested this? No, because I'm terrified of unicorns. Well, anyway, um, so I think okay. we're fe I feel like we're getting off topic. Are we? <laughs> so get us back on topic, Daddy. Go ahead. Yeah, go. So I was at this S and M retreat called Gear Up in Saratoga last year, and so 
I kept getting notes in my tent from the UU, the Unicorn Union, saying they're out to get me. <laughs> Wait, do they do they pay dues? Do they have are they like a five oh one C three? I don't know. Nay. I don't ask questions. <laughs> I just know that they were putting very vicious notes and sometimes like vicious blow up pool toys uh-huh. in my tent. Oh One god, not gi- blow up pool toys. This is the, a most gigantic aggressive, unicorn. <laughs> the most aggressive message you can send. So the last night there's this rope top named Vince who asked if he could tie me up. And it was a hot night is outside and so I was like, yeah, sure, let's do that. Sounds fun. So he put a blindfold on me and he tied my hands behind my back and strung me up to a, a tree and then I, I heard this oh my god I, I totally did that was my safe word so they they st- I heard the song they started playing sunshine and lollipops <laughs> and like I heard this like click 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 of like uh coconut shells being <laughs> together uh-huh. and I got attacked by the entire camp dressed as unicorns what? Yeah, and you had a lot to do with this. I had nothing to do with oh it. I recorded it happening. I did none of the planning. I was not involved. I was with you almost every step of the way. And this is why I never say anything bad about unicorns, though. <laughs> because they're... right. Oh, look out behind you. Because they're very organized. <laughs> the UU. You got to watch out for totally, the UU. <laughs> totally. They're very organized. Uh, they're very good at hoofing it. They're, they were the main attraction of that... That event that weekend, that's for damn sure. They're very horny. Oh, good job. Thank you. Well, I thought you said that the, the horns were the evil part, though. That is. Wait, so you do think But I won't evil. say that out loud. No, you've said it out loud at least twice now. No, wait, we're amongst friends. It's fine. It's not going to We're anywhere. actually going... We're on, the, we're on the public internet. Do you know <laughs> the, how the internet works? <laughs> okay, don't attack me, you, you. Oh, okay. That Yes, that'll definitely diffuse any situation. <sighs> So tell me about unicorns. No, I'm done. Okay. No. The next question, yeah. uh, Tiger Yoshi asks. Oh, Tiger. No, he doesn't I ask like that. Tiger. Uh, what is a fun or embarrassing memory during a scene? Fun people, people or people just em- want to know about your scenes. Oh, uh, so oh my god! But I wish I. And were you filming? Fun or embarrassing? Um. Oh my god. You know how I hate. I can say one embarrassing one. I, I I know while you think of yours. Is um of you one time? No, of you. Oh. Uh, one time we were having dinner at a convention, so at MAL specifically, oh, uh, and we it. were with uh some sirs that that Chris was playing with, that Daddy was playing with. So it was not my sir, but it was my Daddy's sir. Not confusing whatsoever, uh, and also the sir sub. So again, not confusing whatsoever. And uh, the sir pulls out a dog bowl during our very fancy dinner in this <laughs> lovely lobby that's full of, I mean, leathermen. Leather it was a leather but it, No, well, but there was still there was still a good number of people in like suits, and then of course the people that worked in the hotel who knew what was happening but still were, were not prepared for what was about to happen. Um, as we ordered dinner, and then the leather sir asks, "What food can fit in a dog bowl?" And the waiter is just kind of speechless for a second. And he's like, well, probably not a salad or a burger. Um, we have soup. 
I think they put a burger in it, didn't they? I think we got a burger okay. and you he ate that as up. well, but you were forced to eat the soup out of the bowl. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, so okay. you're on the floor. I'm in a nice chair. I'm in nice, like, formal leathers. Daddy's got, you know, a collar on and he's eating uh, out of a bowl like a dog. I'm, it was I'm very humiliating. I'm a dog bowl in front of my puppy. It was, it was hilarious. Um, but to, to make it even better, our good friend <laughs> Sandy, who works for Recon, oh, uh, he's been on the channel as well, comes up and he looks at Chris in the eye. And Chris is told not to talk while he eats because it's just rude to have, you know, just <laughs> with rude your mouth to talk. Full. Yeah, with your mouth full. <laughs> and Sandy just comes up and he just goes, are you okay? Like literally feet from, from Christopher's face, but he's yelling at him. So everybody hears, what is your safe word? And then just looks at me as if like the joke of the century just happened with his mouth hanging it's open. Like, like, ah! And we all laughed and you were beat red. And there's a video somewhere that exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was funny. Uh, actually my most embarrassing one that didn't actually didn't embarrass me for some reason. Oh, you were pretty red. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was pretty. I thought it was but funny, but it, oh, hilarious. Uh, the the embarrassing one was I was. This was when I was in my twenties, and Ooh. a top asked me to come to his apartment, and I had played with him once before, but he lived in um one of those apartment units that had like it was in a huge complex. It was like building a b c d e and f and he gave me his apartment number but i i think he was like in building b and i got went to building c and he had given me instructions that when i got to his door i was supposed to strip naked and put nipple clamps on and put my hands behind my back and knock on the door okay i'm gonna just pause for a second audience do you know what's about to happen <laughs> Anyway, I did as instructed, knocked on the door, and this guy opens the door that's not him. <laughs> and I was like, I was like horrified. I didn't even know how to explain the situation. So I just grabbed my clothes and I ran away and go pray. You didn't even say anything? No, I said, I said, I said, uh, I think I said frat prank or something like frat prank, frat prank. <laughs> just ran away. That, that is the easiest way to defuse the situation. Frat prank, frat, frat, frat prank, frat, frat prank, frat prank. Okay, next question comes from Twitter and it says, uh, do you have a preference for men that are uncut or cut? Also, do you wish you were uncircumcised? Well, that's assuming. Have you seen videos of some cut? No, kidding. Um, huh, that's a good question. And it comes from Mike. I really don't have a preference of the two. Uh, I like them both. And no, I don't mind being, I'm cut. And uh, no, I don't, I don't think I want a foreskin. I've never... Huh. I've never ever that. thought about this question uh, yeah, ever no, in my I, life. I, I can't speak for myself having skin on my dick or not. Well, no, I can speak for the not. But um, I'm told that that sensitive skin that is around the foreskin and the head of the penis is very, very pleasurable. No, well, actually, when you're, pl when you're playing with uncut guys, it's super too sensitive. Sometimes I don't like playing with an, uh, uh, a cut Wait, cut, uncut, <laughs> uncut guy. It's very complicated. Because when you roll it back, then they're because they're not used to that sensation. It's super sensitive, and and they stop you a lot of times because they're like, ah, and it's too much. Um, so are you saying you prefer uncut guys? No, it's not a prefer. Again, it's not a preference because I I think sure. I think uh, uh, uncut guys are 
extremely hot and are very mm. I love it. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I think cut guys I can play with harder for some reason. Just because different sensitivities, maybe? Yeah. Okay. But there's no preference there. Um, I think the look of it, 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 every dick is beautiful. Every dick looks different. Some uncut dicks look amazing. Some cut dicks look even better. You know, it just kind of depends on a lot of things, really. The the person, the personality, the look. I don't know that I, I have a preference. The personality helps your judgment of the dick. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's well, well, I for me, okay. like I'm drawn to a personality and that makes the person sexy in a lot of ways. Okay. I mean, why do you think I, I love you so much? Obviously, my, because my of your sex, rock and bod. My sexy your, dick personality. Yes, your, your dick personality is real <laughs> oh good. God, I, got, I got good <laughs> dick personality. <laughs> I'm going to change my grinder profile. Only approach if you have good dick personality. No. No, guys with like, just because you have a big dick does not mean you get to be a big dick. I, For some reason, a lot of guys with big dicks that I've had the sex with have always been Act kind like of big pompous. Dick. Yeah. I'm not saying all, but with the professional ones within certain scenes that film stuff, God, those dicks go to their heads. Yeah, I get it. And that's that on that. Daddy, have you ever had a an impossible to work with porn star? Ooh, ooh, my turn to ask a question. Oh my God. You ever had, uh, you don't have to say a name, but just like an experience with someone who was just impossible to work with when you were directing or maybe even just in a oh, scene I, with? I've had several. Okay, well, she's one. Um, I had a really hard time directing and uh, good. Just said not to use names, but you know, whatever. (laughs) In in, in Sydney, Australia, it was probably the worst shoot, and it was we had so much budget for it, and it was really beautiful because we were shooting in Australia. But yeah, that was not fun. Well, what made it not fun? It just he literally got off the plane and he had read this, and it had an elaborate script to it, and he's like. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> I'm like, hi, good to see you. <laughs> That's how we kind of started, <laughs> and it just went down. He didn't. He didn't like any location. He didn't like any actors he was working with. He didn't like, it. and I was just like, it was just catering to him every, every step of the way, and it was just, it was not fun. And he came with a boyfriend who, oh I th- god, I think was roid raging, and they got into fights oh, and everything in the hotel rooms. It was, it was a nightmare. And well, you know, if you're gonna do porn, just be a good person and be nice. Sex work is work, and the number of times I have been on a scene with people that I'm not gonna name because we don't name people here. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, no, we definitely didn't have to bleep out that name that you just talked about. Can't remember his name. Totally. No. Uh, The number of times though that I've had with someone that is just unprofessional smoking pot in the hotel room when it's literally non-smoking, calling their girlfriends. Oh, I had an actor. Uh, who I don't I, th- I think he got high on GHB or something. Oh my and, god! And he got in the hot tub at like nine o'clock at night, and everyone else had gotten to bed in this little motel in Palm Springs, and he fell asleep in the hot tub, <gasps> and then the hot tub went cold, and by the next morning he woke when he woke up and got he had like pneumonia. <gasps> Because he had just passed oh. out in the hot tub all night. Oh, I also had an actor. Okay, now who, you got all the stories. Who, who, who got food poisoning and came to set anyway and tried to power through an orgy. That was not pretty. 
Um, let's see. What else yeah, what other what other terrible? <laughs> Jesus, I mean, when you've worked in a, a, any sort of scene for thirty years, yeah, you've got a lot of stories, I'm sure. Oh and we God. will do that behind the scenes of porn episode one day. So don't give away all the stories. Okay, I won't tell. What is your favorite kink? My favorite kink. I feel like we've covered this before, but um, I I like bondage and nipple play. Those are my favorite. Okay. Those are your those are those are your top two. My top two. What's your top three? Your third one. I like cigars. Oh, okay. And ash play and yeah. What is a movie that best defines you? A movie that defines me? Yeah. Or my favorite movie? That was not the question. Oh my god, I don't know what would define me. Just just go with the favorite then. Uh, my favorite is Postcards from the Edge. Why? Uh, just. Brilliant writing written by Carrie Fisher, uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, my other favorite is, um, uh, oh shit. I only asked for one. Why are you giving me With two? With Holly Hunter, uh, uh, living, living out loud. Why? Uh, it has a really good uh, scene where she takes ecstasy with Queen Latifah and goes to a lesbian club and has this dance uh, realization and she actually starts to love her younger self and it's re- really well choreographed and <laughs> beautiful I love it that's my favorite one oh that's the one I identify with most okay um and how like what was what was your experience get getting into kink like what was the aha moment for you <laughs> like not not figuring out that you liked bondage but like figuring out that getting into the kink scene was something you wanted to do um oh, that's a hard question to ask because i knew i was kinky early on in high school because i i liked watching uh all the cowboy movies and stuff of people getting captured and tied up and that that kind of thing uh and then i worked for drummer magazine when i was 21 so I got into the scene really early. It was around the leather crowd and the people I was reading in Drummer Magazine. Um, but what really got, like, what did you see? And you were like, I want to be a part of that scene. I think it's just reading, reading Drummer, going to my first Drummer contest ah. in 1991 and seeing these hot leather guys just walking around being themselves. And um, that, that got me going. I had my first daddy at that time and being his leather boy and people thinking I was sexy wearing leather that did it oh and so when you saw leather it what did it mean like what 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 did you feel what did you see what did you what what made you want to get into leather Mm, I think I think it was the image of uh kind of like that Tom of Finland that hyper masculinity is what I was drawn to. Uh, so Tom of Finland drawings come to life, kind of. So it was it was this fantasy I was jacking off to in porn and porn imagery and then seeing it in real life when people were dressed as that and then, then also going off and playing in those, uh, making it a reality of what I had been fantasizing about. Is there any scenes or fantasies you haven't been able to fulfill? Mm. Like if you could do any, if you could, let's say like you were in like a 3D world where you could control anything, whether it was like size or types of kinks or people involved or 
Like you're in like a hollow deck from Star Trek. Um, I, 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 I've kind of explored them all oh. at this point. So, I, and I, 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 I feel like that that comes off as bragging, but I, it's. I don't think so. I've I've had the privilege of being able to connect with kingsters that know what they're doing and been able to put out what I want to do or try or explore and have had really good people to do that with. Um, so, no, thankfully I've done pretty much everything I've wanted to do. But how did you find uh, or who was that mentor for you when you got into the scene? Uh, so my first daddy, Michael Bales, who owns Zeus Studios, and so he had a porn company, and maybe that's kind of the catalyst for me doing porn. Mm. And I and I saw firsthand the behind the scenes and what it takes to shoot porn as well. Um, so he was my first, and then that group of guys he was friends with at the time was Guy Baldwin, Fred Katz, Race Bannon, who I'm still friends with to this day. And to those um, who don't know, are, are all very influential writers or bloggers or activists in some regard within the queer community. And I got to witness them play firsthand, Brian Dawson with their boys. Um, I got to see what that, uh, like Fred Katz and Henry Romanowski at the at that time were just like this dream, beautiful leather couple. Henry was this built look like Tom of Finland with permanent uh, slash marks on his back from being bullwhipped from Fred and he wore it proudly he was so happy about it um, it just it was just fucking hot mm-hmm. and to see that that could be a reality in a relationship was amazing and that was something I kind of wanted to aspire to be but why why that relationship why didn't you have any shame about it like what I'm always curious. I know why I am the way I am, but this is not about me. Um, this is about you. Why were you okay doing that? Who gave you that permission? Who gave you that permission? I gave it to myself. Ooh. That's what I wanted. Mm. So I've always given myself. And I've never, and I think, and I, I get this a lot, is I don't shame myself. So I, I like just eating out of a dog dish in front of you, I didn't feel shameful about it mainly because you don't shame me for it um but it was it was something i was trying and exploring and it's fun and why not i'm not embarrassed by that and i think lots of people we we come with this inherent uh shame about trying these things because society tells us they're wrong i've i cast that aside long ago and and i have the benefit of my income and my job is also in the kink world so i don't have to pretend to be something else outside of that mm-hmm. so and i think that's where a lot of people are uh, living dual lives so if you're a doctor or a lawyer or a professional you have to be a certain image and so there's this shame of switching to allowing yourself this kink play or this kink dynamic and then you have to go back to your regular life i haven't had that so i have had that advantage i would say i agree but i have had that where you switch back and forth between the kink life but you uh, i to this day regardless of jobs have always used the name amp and in my workplace and I know certain colleagues have looked or Googled or searched, you know, my history and my background. And to that, 
I don't think people really give a shit if you well, are a creative person I, in a creative field. I would say now that is true. Yeah. I don't think that was true in the past. No, no, no. And I'm not trying so to say you, that, you're, that you're a yeah. good generation coming up. Yeah. And it's leading the way. Um, and that's what I'm getting at. Is yeah. like it wasn't always that way, but I'm saying that there are there is that allowance and that openness. I think that we're 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 swinging into kind of just this freer version of society where, yeah, there's a lot of BS within the politics that are kind of shutting stuff down. But just to, I mean, case in point, the Supreme Court just sided with LGBTQ rights and protections. And I can only hope that it continues to to go that way. But like my point being, I think that people are not so concerned about what you're doing behind closed doors or even putting on the internet in a respectful, responsible way. So long as you do your work and you're good at what you do and you're a responsible person. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, first and foremost, I'm just surprised that people think I'm responsible. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Me too. Hey, who put this together? No. <laughs> but do you see, so what? what's next for you? I don't know. I'm kind of winding down. I don't what? know. No, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> we still got five minutes left here. No. No, I mean, like, what do you, you know how people always have like a five-year plan. No, so, in, and, and I'm being serious. I'm kind of winding down. So what I think is next for me is mentoring. I want to be what Ray Spannon and Michael Bales and were to me. They were all my age group mm. at the time. So now... And I, I find a lot of younger kinksters coming up and they have a lot more education and knowledge than I ever had. Um, and so being an example, giving them help when they need it and guidance. And I, I see myself going more into a mentoring role. As, and I'm slowing down. I mean, I don't have the energy and stamina I once did. So... <laughs> We just don't have you eating out of dog bowls enough, I think. Yeah, see, or I maybe it's the jelly bellies. More. You should probably stop with the jelly bellies. More. No more burnt popcorn and marshmallow and. Yeah, it's definitely the sugar that's slowing me down. But yeah, I don't know. I, so I'm just I'll keep doing this as long as it's fun. And um... oh, here's a question: Is is, is this fun? Yeah, <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> what is one? Topic. We're almost done, but I just want to. I'm. I'm just having fun now asking you questions. What is one topic that you still to this day want to talk about that we haven't for some reason? Well, I wanted. I want to talk about how we safely engage in um, this new era that we're in sexually uh, with COVID and being risk aware of our activities and how do we play because sexual health is important and. Uh, there's safe ways to play with other people and we need to at least start that discussion. Um, well, and not just start the discussion, but continue to to talk about the things that exist that have always been kind of safer to do and distance you to begin with. I mean, online sex and phone sex have been around for forever and people to this day don't don't really look at it as a version of sex that they can participate in, which I think is a little... Because our, our current time of technology and we think that we should be getting out and doing virtual stuff and like actually that's becoming hotter and hotter i just yeah. i just got a call from naked sword to do a virtual shoot where i don't porn company and where so um mr pam is directing and so i'm going to be the daddy top telling this boy on camera what to do to himself and um so that's that's kind of the new 
uh, sex Normal. that's going out for porn. Well, porn and, does lead the way in a lot of ways. Yeah. They've always been very ahead of the curve. Zoom, zoom sex. Zooms. What are you going to call it? Zoom sex. Zex? Zex. Oh, that's not a very good zoom. name. So it went from a TMI to a BMI to a CBT to a... I don't even know where we went after that. <laughs> but, Daddy, this is the, the first, I guess volume of daddy issues your your yeah. new subscription magazine what would be on the what would be on the cover of your your first subscription magazine um probably me laying on a bearskin rug Ooh, very with, very with, with my uh-huh. chin in my hand uh-huh. kind of like looking very seductive with a cigar in the of other course, hand of course yeah, of course of right. course it wouldn't be like and wait. just a towel just draped pur- purposefully over the right parts wait what bear did you skin <laughs> and was he like at a pool party or the wow okay. actually i'd be the bear i so i would be the bear skin rug it'd just be my mouth open <gasps> Ooh, ah. and then i could just sit on top of you yeah i like that i like that no but for real um the, i think the last question today i think the most fitting question to end on is what is your one piece of advice so that's very general uh, my one piece of advice for kinksters, I, I would say, is just to go out and explore and uh, not compare yourself to... I, I see so many new kinksters coming up, breaking rules right and left just by being themselves and exploring with no shame um, different kinks that they're into. And um, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful. I, that's what I advise I would I would only change one thing to that and I wouldn't say that they were breaking rules well they so from my era we came with a lot of rules so old guard oh, I get that. We, we had rules so in in my mind it feels like the rules are getting broken um but it's not necessarily true no there are they no are rules. trailblazing right. not breaking things but yeah. making their own, sure. And I think that is the that that is the try today. We want you to try and be rules are made to be broken. yourself, and just just yeah, rules are bro- wait what? Rules, rules are broken. Are made, I said rules are made to be broken. Oh, I think said rules are broken. I was like, well, that Your maybe that too. Broken. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this has been what's your safer, Daddy? Where can people find you if they still want to ask you questions? I don't know why they would because we went through literally every question on that thread. You can ask me on Twitter, uh, Christopher Weston. Um, or on my account, mrchristopher.com. And you can find me at PopAmp just about everywhere. This has been What's Your Safe Word. If you're looking for some sexy confessions, we just had a new video come out. And if you're looking for a pride video, ooh, girl, or boy, or person. Ooh, uh, and there's some pillows in the Safe Word shop with my image on them. There you go. So if you want to hug daddy at night, you can Uh get safewordshop.com. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> no. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I have a question. Do you like ASMR? Is that the whispering fetish? Kind of. Oh, or you like you tap things like. Ooh, do you like that? No. Is that giving me good feels? No. Do you like nails across the? Oh God! No. Who likes nails across the? Well, chalkboard? that's what that sounded like. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what it feels like for me with ASMR. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. No. But are you sure? Yeah, I'm very okay, sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs>